All right, let's get into our let's get into Genesis now. This is a perfect time to segue into Genesis. All right. Uh, does anyone remember what what passage we talked about last week? Uh, yeah, Richie. That was, <laughs> that was a few weeks ago. That was a few weeks ago. That was good. We talked about what makes life great. What? We, what, makes, what makes life great? Okay, what makes life full? And we talked about the passage in Genesis. We talked about uh, the Tower of Babel. I remember that passage, the Tower of Babel. Good. So last week we talked about Tower of Babel, and there are all these people on earth, okay, and they want to make their names great. So they try to build this tall tower to heaven so that people will see them and they'll be like, oh, I remember that person. They, those people are great. Yeah, Luke? Yeah. Yeah, 4-9, sure. And, and they try to find a great life by making themselves great, but God saw this happening, and he's like, that's not what makes life great. So God actually intervened, okay? And he was like, a great life is one where you actually know me and you trust me and you're with me. And so he made them all speak different languages, and there was like this this difference in communication, and he, and he cast them all over the earth. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, I, afterward they got spread out all over the earth. In the beginning, well, after after Noah's after Noah's ark landed, then the earth began to be populated a little more, and then the earth really got spread out and populated after that in Genesis. All right. There'd be more people? Uh, that's a really good question, Jackie. I mean, I guess then we have to think about, like, how in, in 500 years, are there going to be a lot, lot more people? I don't know. I don't know, Jackie. That's a, that's a good question. Yeah, Sean will have the answer for you later. All right. Or I'll do, I'll do some slight research on it, um, and I probably won't find anything and, and literally learn anything. Okay, talk to a scientist or talk to a philosopher and talk to a pastor, scientist, philosopher, and, and, and maybe together. I don't know. Yeah? And talk to Luke. Okay. Um, but now, after this, a bunch of time has passed. Okay, people are, are all over the, pa- the earth and a bunch of time has passed. And then it shows this lineage. And now there is this guy named Abram. Has anyone ever heard of Abram before? Abram. Yeah, his name gets changed later to Abraham, but right now it's just Abram. All right? So in our passage today, in our passage today, God speaks to Abram, and he gives Abram this amazing promise. This amazing promise, but also it's kind of a difficult promise to believe, okay? Or it's a difficult promise to actually be like, oh, that that's the promise you're making me? Okay? So I'm going to read our passage in Genesis 12. It's just three verses, so verses 1 through 3. So let me read that passage. Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Now the Lord, the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. All right, let's pray. God, uh, we thank you just for this time. Would you still our hearts, help us to um, really listen to what you are saying to us today. Teach and every one of us, you, you have a message that you want to speak to us. 
Um, we ask that you would make us more like Jesus more than anything else. Even this, even tonight, as we just listen, would you shape us and grow us and fashion us to be more like Jesus? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read some verses, some passages for you from different parts of Scripture, and there's gonna be something in common between all of them. Okay, so listen up to all these passages that I'm reading. Bye, Jackie. All right. Here are the passages. This is Luke 9:24. Jesus says this. Okay. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. This is 1 John 3.16. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. Okay, this is Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Now here's Luke 14, verses 25 and 26. Now great crowds accompanied Jesus, and Jesus turned to them and said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. This is Matthew 8, verses 19 through 22. A scribe came up to Jesus and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Another of the disciples said to Jesus, Lord, let me go and let me go and bury my father who has died. And Jesus said to him, Follow me, and leave the dead to bury their own dead. And this is Romans twelve one. Paul says this I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And then this is Jesus in Mark 8:34. And calling the crowd to himself, this is Jesus, with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. What can you guys think of that all those verses have in common? Yeah, Logan. Sacrifice? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else? Anyone want to expand? Yeah, Jewel? It's all a little... What do they have in common? Does anyone does anyone agree with Logan? Sacrifice? Damien? Yeah? You want to expand a little more or no? No. Anything else? Did you raise your hand again? No. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's why you raised your hand. Good. I think that's good, though. That that That's essentially what what we're kind of getting at here. All, all of these verses, they all have the idea that they all, Jesus, when he speaks in all of them, or even Paul, when he speaks in Galatians or in, in Romans, it's always this theme of laying down our lives, okay, or leaving what we know, okay? Like, right, he says, Jesus says, whoever loses his life for my sake will save it, okay? And, and he says, uh, by this we know love that he laid down his life for us, and we and you should lay down your lives for the brothers, and then later he says, he even says to this one disciple who comes up to him, who says, he says to Jesus, can I bury my father before I follow you? And Jesus says, no, let the dead bury their dead. You come and follow me. It, Jesus is, is always, the, there's this common theme throughout the whole Bible and throughout Jesus as he teaches about leaving behind our old lives, leaving behind something, leaving behind what's familiar to us, what's comfortable to us, laying down our lives to follow him. This is a common theme in the Bible. You know, God, God calls people to leave what they know and trust him. He does that all the time. Jesus did that, like we just read in a bunch of those verses. He says, no, leave this thing behind and go with me and follow me. 
And you know, in verse 1 of our passage today, in chapter 12, we see God, and he says to this guy, Abram, this is what he says, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house. In verse 1, that's the first thing he says to Abram. He says, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house. Right out the bat, in verse 1, God is saying to Abram, leave everything you know. Abram, Abram was a, he was a pretty wealthy guy. Like he had a big family, he had a lot of land. He had this home where he was comfortable and familiar. He had all these people around him. And God says, leave that, go, lay that life aside. That's the first thing that God says. And we see that theme that is happening in the whole Bible. We see it happening right here in, in, this, first, in this first verse. God says to Abram, leave your home and follow me, go with me. And we read all those verses before, right? It's not just in this one passage in Genesis that God calls people to lay their entire lives down, but we see this theme throughout the whole entire Bible. We see this, this it's a recurring theme, okay? Jesus preaches about it so much in, in the Gospels. There, there's another story that I didn't uh, include here, but there's this rich young man who goes up to Jesus and he's like, Jesus, what do I have to do to have eternal life? And Jesus, is, Jesus lays out all these things and, and the man's like, I did all that. And then does anyone know what the man says to Jesus? Yeah? I'm on my knees? No. I mean, sorry. I meant to say, what does Jesus say to the man? That's what I meant. Yeah. He says, then, then give everything you have away to the poor. And, and then the man goes away, and he's, he's sad, and he's distraught. Because he's like, I did all this, but now I need to lay my entire life aside? Like, you need my entire life? You need me to leave it all aside? I didn't include that, include that one, but there's, there's numerous other stories where Jesus is calling people to set their own lives aside to follow him. Even the disciples, right? They're fishing and Jesus says, follow me. And they're fishing and they, they lay that aside and they follow him in the middle of their work. Like imagine that for those of you. Imagine you're at school or you're at work and Jesus comes up and he's like, follow me. Amen. Yes, amen. But <laughs> it would be more complicated than that, right? And then you get in so much trouble probably. Well, when you're actually in the position, Bentley, it might be a little scary. But here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Sorry, I I I, I uh, kind of I set you guys up for that one. Um, the Christian the Christian life. If you consider yourself a Christian, if you if you consider yourself someone who follows Jesus, it's it's actually marked. A characteristic, a main characteristic of the Christian life is laying down our lives, setting our lives beside, leaving behind what makes us comfortable, leaving behind the things that we're attached to, to follow Jesus, to trust him, and to go with him. That's, that's a, a main marker of what it means to follow Jesus, to be a Christian. And you know, when we ask ourselves this question, like when I asked myself this question when I was thinking about this, I was like, is this, is this true of me? Do I lay my life aside to follow Jesus? Like, do I... Or do I just kind of seek what makes me comfortable and, and do what I want and, and not really think about putting myself aside often, right? And you think about that. Like, is that true of you? If you consider yourself a Christian, is it true of you that you lay yourself aside to follow Jesus, to trust him? That's a good question to ask, right? And I would say oftentimes it's, it's hard. It's hard to do that, right? Like, if you, if you consider yourself a Christian, have you actually laid your entire life to the side and held it with an open hand? And said, you know what, I'll go wherever, Jesus. I'll do whatever. It's so difficult. It's really difficult. I mean, imagine, imagine Jesus was here, okay? Imagine Jesus said this to you, all right? Get rid of your phone. Put your phone away. Throw it in the trash. How hard would that be? I would, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. But imagine, imagine, could you guys give up your phone? Who in here could give up their phone? Yeah? Leave it here for a week. I'll, I'll lock it in my office. Okay, think about the question though, okay? What if Jesus said that to you? What if Jesus said that to you? Get rid of your phone and follow me. Okay, what if, what if Jesus said this with me, to you? What if Jesus said this to you? Why don't you, why don't you be vulnerable with someone else? You know, let someone else in. Let them, let them see the most vulnerable, darkest parts of you. Get rid of your pride. You know, lose your pride. Let go of your fear and follow me. Like that's hard. A lot of time we want to put up, put up walls and we want to hold on to like other people looking at us and being like, no, they have it together. Right? Or, or what if, what if, what if someone, what if Jesus was here and he said this to you? Why don't you, why don't, why don't you stop trying to act a certain way around people just to impress them? Like, why don't, why don't you just take off this mask? Give, give up, give up this mask that you have on. Give that up and follow me. What if Jesus said that to you, Cameron? Right? Or what, what if, what if Jesus said this to you? What if Jesus said this to you? Hey, those people that you hang around, maybe they're, maybe they don't want the best for you. Maybe they're not there to encourage you and to make you better. So maybe, maybe think, maybe Jesus said, maybe, maybe you can give those people up. How hard would that be? What if Jesus said, give those people up and follow me? That, that makes, that's a different, yeah. Uh-huh. Right? Or maybe, maybe if, if you are following Jesus, okay, listen to this. If you're, if you are, if you consider yourself a Christian, if you're following Jesus, these, these are, these are questions to really listen to. These are questions to really listen to because maybe Jesus is speaking to you right now. Maybe he's saying these things to you right now. Think about it. What is, what is Jesus speaking to you right now, asking you? Saying, would you give this up? Would you lay this aside to follow me? Right? Following Jesus means laying our lives down. It means leaving some things behind. As we, as we see as God calls Abram to, to leave it behind his entire life, everything that he knew, everything that he had, his, his extended family, he just went with his, his close family and he left to a land that God would lead him to. But, but what then, right? God asks him to give these things up, but then what happens? Right? We leave all these things behind, but then what? What's the point? All right? So I grew up, I'm going to share a story. I grew up going to the same kind of church. You don't want to hear a story, Luke. I grew up going to the same kind of church my entire life. So I grew up going to a Presbyterian church, and there's different kinds of Presbyterian churches. So I grew up in the PCA my entire life, ever since I was born, okay? So I grew up in the same church, and it's all I really knew, okay? But then I got to college, and I started looking for a church. And of course, I started looking for a PCA church because that is all I knew my entire life. I was like, okay, this is where I'm going to go. And so I visited a PCA church my first week out in Arizona, and then I went to that church uh, for a long time, okay? But then a few different things happened, and, and one of them was COVID, and I started to rethink, uh, like, oh, maybe maybe I should start trying different churches. I kind of kind of like felt this tug. Like, I've been going to the same kind of church for 19, almost 20 years of my whole life. And so maybe I should, like, try to try to see, see what else is going on out there, you know? But it was scary because I was so familiar with with this kind of church that I went to. I knew how people worshiped there. I knew what the, the service was like. I, I knew what what the pe- what the kind of people were that went there. I knew how they talked. I knew what they believed. And I, so it was like a comfortable place to me for me to be in this kind of church. And I, I was also worried, like, if I started going to a different kind of church, what would people think about me that knew that I grew up in this kind of church? Would they be like, oh, he's leaving this church. Like, is something wrong? Or like, what would my family think? Right, with my dad being a pastor, and he and I grew up in the same church that he grew up in, or that he he like raised us in, and then to leave leave that kind of church, it was like a little a little scary. It was a little scary because I was worried about what people were going to think about me, and I was so comfortable there, right? But but I felt I felt that it was right 
I felt that it was the right thing to do to kind of give this up for a season and go visit some different churches. So I started visiting some different churches, okay? I visited some different kinds of Presbyterian churches. I visited a Greek Orthodox church. I visited some non-denominational churches, a Baptist church. I visited an Anglican church. And you know what happened when I gave up, when I gave up going to this church, the same kind of church my whole life? Bentley, you know what happened when I gave up going to this one certain type of church my whole life? I left this comfort, I left this comfortable space of the PCA. And what happened was I saw more and more of Jesus. I saw more and more of who God was. And, and it was a scary thing. It, w- it was so scary. I left these things and it was scary. But Jesus, I learned that Jesus was with me the whole time. He was with me the whole time. And looking back, I can actually see how Jesus made me more like him in the whole process. You know, I realized that he had a greater plan all along. Even though it was uncomfortable and scary at first, Jesus had a greater plan all along to make me more like him. And he actually shows us this. God shows us this with Abram too. God says in verse 1, he says to Abram, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And then in verse 2 and 3, this is, this is the amazing promise that, that God makes to Abram. Shows him that actually he has a greater plan. He says this, And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you, and in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. God shows to Abram that, yes, he's calling Abram to leave this life behind, this comfortable life, this place that was familiar to him, this place that he, he probably did not want to leave behind. And God says, leave that, because I actually have a greater plan, I have a greater purpose for your life. And, and Abram, chooses, Abram chooses to trust God. That's what, he, that's what he chooses to do. He just chooses to trust God and believe that, yeah, maybe it's scary and uncomfortable, but I'm going to trust God and believe that he has a greater plan. So think about this question right now, okay? How is God, how is God speaking to you right now in this moment? What, what is God asking you to leave behind? What's he maybe asking you to set aside? Maybe it's your whole life. Maybe it's something that feels like your whole life if, if you didn't have it anymore. And he's asking you this because he actually wants you to follow him. He wants you to be with him. And last week, like we talked about, being with him is the greatest thing, is what makes a great life. And actually, he wants, he wants to lead you into a greater plan. And that doesn't always mean, that doesn't always mean that life is going to be brighter in the years ahead or easier. But really, his greater plan is to make you more like Jesus. That's what his greater plan is. God has a greater plan, and the way that he leads us into it is by asking us to lay our lives aside and to, Follow him so that he can make us more like Jesus. And he reminds us that he is always with us no matter where we go. He's always with you. So think about this. How is God speaking to you right now? What is he asking you maybe to leave behind? Okay, let's pray. God, uh, we ask that you would distill our hearts right now. Um, would you just quiet them and, and even... Uh, Let's just take a few, a few seconds of silence just to listen to maybe how you're speaking to us. God, maybe some of us, maybe some of us heard you speaking louder than others. Uh, maybe some of us know exactly what you're asking us to lay aside. Maybe some of us are still searching or asking or wondering, um, but we ask that you would speak to us. And, and more than anything else, we just ask that you would um, 
remind us that you have a greater plan for our lives and that greater plan is to make us more like Jesus. And so help us to have eyes that, that are set on you. Um, and we ask that even when our eyes turn to the side, to one side or another, that you would, um, that you would hold us and remind us that it's not up to us, but really it's up to you carrying us. We thank you for your love for us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.